Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. The final from Progressive Field in Cleveland. It's the Texas Rangers 7, the Cleveland Indians 3. I'm Davey Barris, lifelong Cleveland baseball fan, and I want to talk about the actual game on the field, the thing I enjoy, watching baseball being played. And isn't this just how baseball freaking works? Isn't this just, just when you expect something in baseball, get ready for the opposite, because we go out and we sweep the Angels, we look absolutely incredible against the Angels, and then the worst team in baseball, or arguably, because I guess... Actually, the Baltimore Orioles are probably the worst team on baseball. They're on something ridiculous, like a 19-game losing streak. But one of the worst teams in baseball comes into our ballpark and absolutely demolishes us with guys you've never heard of. You knew Nathaniel Lowe before this series. You knew uh, you know, Garcia or Keener Falefa before Falefa, Falafa. I don't. I wasn't. I didn't get to watch a lot of this game, uh, so I don't have all the pronunciations down because I don't know any of these guys. When I heard Abanez's name, I thought of Raul Abanez. That's the last Abanez I remember. Um, now, different guy. Um, <laughs> Raul Abanez will always go down. Uh, it'll be iconic between me and my brother because back in do you remember old '97 Ken Griffey Jr. baseball, right for the Nintendo 64? Do you remember that old video game? If you ever needed a outfielder on waivers, uh, on free agency, it was always Raul Abanez. You'd pick him up, you'd trade him, he'd get cut. You'd pick him up, you'd trade him again. Uh, it's <laughs> it's just an inside joke between me and my brother, Raul Abanez. So uh, he turned into a pretty good player. So yeah, so these are guys that you've never heard of before. And they came in here and absolutely kicked our rear ends. They absolutely did. And especially Eli Morgan. This is the most hits that Eli Morgan has given up in any start since his very first start against the Toronto Blue Jays, the Hurricane game. This is the most hits he's given up since the Hurricane game. His last two outings, he held teams, he held Oakland and Minnesota to three hits apiece. But they hit him eight times last night. Now, it turns out that, frankly, uh, you know, most of the damage was done on this home run in the first inning. Uh, Nathaniel Lowe goes deep, absolutely crushes one to right center field, and uh, he's a big dude. He's got a big swing. He came over to Texas from uh, Tampa Bay in an offseason trade, which, frankly, I don't remember him that much in Tampa Bay. And, uh, yeah, he absolutely made the Indians pay yesterday. Five for five on the day for Nathaniel Lowe including a double, including a home run. So he was a triple away from the cycle, which eh, it's going to be pretty tough to get one in Cleveland, um, unless you're Fran, Fran Wheel Reyes. Uh, three RBIs and two runs scored on the day for Nathaniel Lowe. So really a, a pretty dominant performance at the play from a guy who's a 258 hitter. He's got a 748 OPS. He's their cleanup hitter. So they obviously see something there. But yeah, the Texas Rangers came in and absolutely kicked our rear end. So I wanted to take a look at what, what was going on. Where were all these hits? What was the pitch location of all these hits? Because the final line on the day for Eli Morgan, it's four and a third innings pitched, eight hits, four earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts, and the home run given up. Uh, so he falls to two and six on the season. And the location of all these, uh, there are a couple of changeups that he probably wishes he would have buried a little bit more. 
And then, frankly, they were hitting the four-seam fastball a lot. So the two doubles he gave up to uh, uh, Garcia, Adalis Garcia, and uh, who is the... I mean, we got to learn, right? We got to learn who these guys are. We're playing them all series. Uh, Garcia is their right fielder, their number three hitter. And I believe this double, yes, set up the home run. So, I mean, three of their first four guys get on to start this game. Their leadoff hitter, Tavares, I, I don't know exactly what the manager for Texas is thinking here. Um, Leody Tavares, he's their center fielder, so I get it. Probably a speedy guy. But he's hitting 0.78 on the season. That's his batting average. 0.078 on the season with a 224 OPS. That's with the slugging percentage added into the on-base percentage. He's got an on-base percentage of 145. So really forcing it here with uh, the leadoff hitter. And, of course, he goes 0 for 5 on the day. He's a 0.78 hitter. And he's leading off 0 for 5 on the day. But Kinar Falefa gets on. Garcia hits a double uh, over the head of Miles Straw. And that brings up low. And he absolutely pummels a changeup that was out over the plate. Definitely not where Eli Morgan wants to leave one. Just hang in there. Uh, so, yeah. So, both of the doubles, because... Uh, Lowe would come up later in the game in the fifth inning and get a double. And uh, that would set up, I believe that would set up the sack fly, or the fielder's choice. That would set up the fielder's choice that would bring in their fourth run. That would put runners on second and third. Um, So yeah, so Lowe's homer, obviously a big at bat, and then that double sets up their fourth run, which would be the winning run. They would add more in the ninth, but that would be the winning run. In the ninth inning... They would have more on another three-run home run. Uh, but then the changeup down turns into a single. A four-seamer away is another single to low. Uh, then two sliders that are on the right edge of the plate. They're good locations, but Solak and Garcia are able to hit them for singles. There was one where uh, Kiner Falafa went way out. Frankly, in the first inning, he went way out of the strike zone to get a single on that pitch. A slider up and away. Uh, that's a good two, three baseballs off the home plate. And he went and got it. So that's where Eli Morgan was giving up hits. A lot of hits on that fastball. And uh, yeah, and then the slider, I'm surprised. Three singles off of that slider. And frankly, good locations. I can't blame him on the slider. You can blame him on the changeup, though. And of course, that final home run was given up by Brian Shaw. That's really the big storyline of this game. It was home run derby last night. Except our home runs solo home runs. Their home runs, three-run home runs. We've talked about this before. Solo home runs are nice nice when they're the icing on the cake. Solo home runs could be that little thing like like, uh, Ahmed Rosario did the other day where we already had a nice lead, and then he hits a solo home run late in the game that just, just gives it a little more room, a little more breathing room for the bullpen, right? Or maybe it's a leadoff home run that kind of sparks things on the day. But solo home runs versus three-run home runs, guess who's going to win that battle every time, right? So they did it with runners in scoring position. They did it with runners on. That's the difference. That's the storyline in this game. The home run in the ninth inning comes off Brian Shaw, who's obsessed with throwing his cutter, throws a ridiculous amount of cutters, gave up three hits, terrible line for Brian Shaw uh, in that ninth inning, uh, when the Indians frankly had a chance to stay in this game. 
and you're running out of options out there late in the game. If it's not Klasse in a save situation, Karinchek keeps walking people, and now Shaw is getting hit around. One inning, three hits, three runs, no walks, no strikeouts, and the home run. Blake Parker has to come in and clean up the mess and finish things off. So, uh, yeah, Shaw gives up three hits on cutters, all on cutters. A single to Keener Falefa, a single to Nathaniel Lowe, and then to uh, DJ Peters. He throws him a cutter that was out, out and up, and he uh, just pokes it into right field. He just slaps it into right field, and it carries for a home run. It was completely the opposite of what Wilson Ramos was calling for there. Ramos was calling for down and in on DJ Peters. He wanted to keep it down and tight on Peters. And he threw that all the way across the zone. And Peters smacked it to the opposite field. You give give the hitter credit on that one. Uh, for the Indians, let's take a look at the at-bats for their home runs. Because it was interesting. I think, I know Yu Chang was down in the count. The Indians would get a run in the uh, third inning. Thanks to a uh, Jet Johnson a uh, Daniel Johnson home run. Uh, this one, and let me flip around the uh, the illustrator view here. So he starts him with a sinker right down the middle for a called strike, then throws him a slider that, frankly, it felt like Daniel Johnson decided to swing very late at this pitch. But it's a slider that was breaking in on the lefty, and he's got quick hands again. Again, it's the quick hands working for Daniel Johnson. So on the second pitch... He goes down, frankly gets a slider that was was at the bottom, if not out of the zone, and uh, takes it 105.6 miles per hour, so he drops the barrel on it, 24-degree launch angle, 382 feet out to right field. So a line drive home run for Daniel Johnson, and I mean, this was a no doubt about it shot, though. I mean, it was a rope out to right field. It landed at least 10, 12 rows up in right field. So a good job by Daniel Johnson there. Uh, another, you know, tight swing home run to right field for Daniel Johnson. And then Yu Chang's comes against, uh, once they get into, no, still against the starter, Taylor Hearn. I thought it was against the bullpen. Nope, he, Hearn gave up both home runs on the day. Hearn would give up all three runs on the day. The the Texas bullpen, which you've probably never heard of, Evans, uh Sport, Spores and uh, Cotton. I'm sure you've never heard of these guys. Martin coming out of the bullpen. But they shut the Indians down. Four scoreless innings of one-hit baseball coming out of the bullpen for the Texas Rangers. Well, that'll get the job done. But Hearn gives up both home runs. And to Yu Chang here, uh, it starts him off with a slider down. Throws him a fastball in, frankly, the exact same location that he gets for a called strike. So, 1-1 one, one count. Throws him a changeup away that he swings through. So, now he's ahead in the count, 1-2. He decides to stay outside. This time, throws him a slider. This time, Chang's ready for it. I think, I think that's a bit of a mistake, probably. You just got a guy to chase away. You either have to bury that slider in the other batter's box and really make him look foolish, or you got to come back tight with something. He basically gives them a pitch that has different movement to it, but it's got the same speed. It's got spin. It's to the outside. He just saw it. He just tried to hit it. This time he does hit it, 102 miles per hour to the bullpens in right center field, 29-degree launch angle, 402 feet. Chang has power out to right center field. 
Chang has power to, frankly, both the gaps. That's his spots. And he gets one here. Yu Chang gets one here. And at that point, you know, it made it a uh, 4-2 to game. And you thought you were really in here. You were really in for something here. The Indians would add on uh, after a uh, after Ahmed Rosario gets on. Jose Ramirez hits a nice, a crazy bloop double because Jose Ramirez and Ahmed Rosario are two of the best hustlers on the base paths in Major League Baseball. I would love to see what like their hustle rating is in MLB The Show right now because these guys, when they're on base, they do everything they can to take an extra base. So on the bloop, Ahmed Rosario goes first to third, and because of the bloop out in the outfield, it pulled some of the infielders out there, and Jose Ramirez is able to hustle into second with nobody covering. So we got a good situation going. Fermil Reyes is able to get the ball out into center field. He gets the job done with a sack fly. It'd be his only contribution on offense on the day. Frankly, we only had six hits. Not many guys were contributing. And uh, he drives in the run, but the uh, rally fizzles out there. Oscar Mercado hit a nice shot. Actually, I wonder what the exit velocity was on this shot. Um, He hit a nice shot out into left field. It was only 84.9, so... Maybe he got it off the end of the bat. Maybe he got it on the handle. It looked like Oscar Mercado drove one out to uh, left field, but it you know it petered out and died and uh, was an easy out for the left fielder. So maybe if he gets that more on the barrel of the bat, that's uh, off the wall instead of in the left fielder's glove. But that's where the rally fizzles out there. So after a walk and a... Oh, they credited Jose Ramirez with a single, and then they said he moved up to second on the throw. He's only credited with a single on that. Oof, that's rough. If that's old man softball, we're giving him a double. We're marking that a double. Uh, so yeah, so uh, that would be a rally there. They would rally again in the seventh inning, and this is kind of where the game fell apart. Uh, they were able to scratch across a run in that sixth and get it into a 4-3 game. They have a chance here to kind of really, you know, do damage to the Texas Rangers bullpen. Uh, Yu Chang starts things off with a single 103.9 mile per hour exit velocity. He was hitting the ball hard yesterday. Daniel Johnson follows it up with a walk. Uh, So good job getting on base by those two guys. I'm sure you didn't think those would be the biggest contributors on offense when this day started. Ernie Clement on a 2-0 count, they decide to put a bunt down. And he ends up popping it up. Now, obviously, this is a bunting situation because you want to move Chang up to third. You want to get that tying run on third base and set things up for the top of the order. I get it a little bit there. Indians Twitter lost their mind bunting on a 2-0 count. And I get it. At 2-0, you're looking for a pitch to hit at that point. That guy has to throw a strike. You're looking at a pitch to drive. Let Clement become a swinger at that point. I know, you know, people were blaming DeMarlo Hale. Frankly, the hitting coach, Kai Van Berkelio, might be more to blame here. I mean, it, we've talked about this a long time ago on Cleveland Baseball Mornings. We, we did a little profile on Kai Van Berkelio because the Indians were bunting like crazy to start 2020. And then Van Berkelio stepped away. And uh, everywhere he goes, the bunting percentages skyrocket. It's like this guy's philosophy philosophy that bunting is a really effective tool. So I blame Ty Van Berkelio. I, I don't know. Who knows what that conversation was like in that dugout that DeMarlo Hale goes ahead and throws that bunt sign on. But it backfires. He ends up popping up the bunt to third base. And then Miles Straw comes up, 
Hits a liner right back to the pitcher that he snags, turns to second, and they double up Chang there at second base. Frankly, if that ball gets past the pitcher, it's going right to the second baseman, and it's a, probably a double play anyways. It would have been a, you know, a little bit tough with Straw's speed, but they probably were going to double him up anyways. So that fizzles out. I mean, once you pop up that bunt, you put yourself in a really tough situation there. So that was really the Indians' last chance. And then DJ Peters, uh, it's a single. It's two back-to-back singles. Not back-to-back. Sorry, there was a pop-out in between. It's a line-out, single, pop-out, single, and then the home run from DJ Peters in the Texas Rangers' ninth inning. So it was a two-out. I mean, he had a chance. Shaw had a chance to go to the ninth inning and uh, with a 4-3 lead, and he gives up. He misses location and gives up that home run to DJ Peters. Uh, going to the player breakdown, diving into the pitching one more time for the Cleveland Indians, because like I said, Eli Morgan had a rough day. He was not getting a lot of swing and miss, got some decent called strikes on the four seam fastball. Uh, the slider was the most effective pitch on the day for him. You could say, cause it had a 30% CSW, 29% CSW on the fastball, 20% CSW on the changeup. That hurts there. That hurts. The changeup is his most effective pitch and he only threw it 15 times. So either he wasn't feeling it or they were getting to him before he could get into a count where he can use that uh, changeup effectively. Another reason I say the slider was the best pitch for him is because the average exit velocity off his slider was 73.3 miles per hour. So he was inducing weak contact with that slider. Now, we already said they hit three singles off of that slider, but um, the max exit velocity, this isn't a situation where the minimum exit velocity is like 20 mile per hour dribbler, but they were hitting a couple at 100 miles per hour. The max exit velocity off his slider was only 79.7 miles per hour, with the minimum being 64.8. So really inducing weak contact with that slider all night. They just got a couple to drop in. So yeah, that was what was going on for Eli Morgan in this game. It's probably a start he wants to put behind him after coming off some decent starts. Uh, He had won his last game against Minnesota on a really good start. That was his eight strikeout appearance. Um, Was that the most on the season? No, he had struck out nine in Toronto. Um, He had also struck out nine against the Cubs. So he can rack up the strikeouts from time to time. But yeah, this is definitely one that he's going to want to put behind him. And frankly, the Cleveland Indians team is going to need to just put this behind him. Come back and beat up on these Texas Rangers tomorrow. They've got Plesak on the mound going against Lats, who's looking like he's making his season debut. Is this his major league debut? Jake Latz, uh, a right hand, uh, left-hander, sorry, throws left-handed. Uh, so get ready for all, more of those righties in there. Uh, let's see here. This looks like it's his major league debut. All right. So uh, we know, I feel like every time a guy makes his major league debut against the Indians, it does not go well for Indians hitters. But we'll see. We will see what they are able to do against this rookie. All right. That's all my thoughts on this one. It's a, it's a rough day. Rough day for the Cleveland Indians, but it's good to have Indians baseball back on TV, back on the radio, and back as this summer, summer frankly, kind of winds down. I mean, we're getting to the end of August here. I mean, we're going to be talking September call-ups in a few days. Who's going to get those September call-ups? You got to think Nolan Jones is on the list for a September call-up, right? He's got to be on that list. You got to see him take a few swings in Cleveland before this season is over. All right, that is all my thoughts on this one. Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland baseball morning. Hey, really fun news. 
the uh, the design finally got approved so the official cleveland baseball mornings coffee mug is available in the merch shop right now it's clevelandbaseballmornings.myspreadshop.com it's in the show notes it's in the show description it's on my pin tweet on twitter now when you listen on the weekends to cleveland baseball mornings you can sip coffee you can sip some hot chocolate as it starts to get a little chilly here into October, into September, out of the Cleveland Baseball Mornings official coffee mug. So go ahead and check it out. Again, all those links are in your show notes, clevelandbaseballmornings.myspreadshop.com. All right, the final from Cleveland. Again, it was the Rangers 7, the Indians 3, a tough one for the Indians. We'll be back tomorrow to see if Plesak can give us a little bit of a bounce back game you can follow me on twitter at davy barris you can email the show at cleveland baseball mornings at gmail.com let me know your thoughts on the game and we'll discuss them on the show also i'm hosting this podcast on anchor so if you go to anchor.fm forward slash cleveland baseball mornings you can leave a voicemail for the show we'll play them back on the air respond to your thoughts and we'll have a fun conversation amongst the fans about baseball so thanks again for joining me on this cleveland baseball morning <laughs>